0: never speak according to the circumstances don't do it don't do it never speak according to the depression or the frustration don't do it speak what you want to see speak what god has said about your life every time you speak contrary to what god has said about your life you cause contradiction you cause opposition because now you're supposed to move this way the angels are helping you to move this way but now your words are trying to make you move this other way so what, what, what becomes the result? Stagnation. Delay. If, not, if people are not even fortunate, it will even be retrogression. Are you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never speak according to the unpleasant circumstance. Too many of God's children make that mistake. And what do you know? Before long, because they are speaking according to the current circumstance, now their mind and emotions get begin to get affected. Before long, give them two, three weeks. Give them a month. They are entering depression. They are entering frustration. Listen, you have to learn to be tough. They have to learn to be disciplined. It is discipline not to speak according to their unpleasant circumstance. It's discipline because your emotions will want to will let you talk their facts. It is discipline not to allow even your own shortcomings to stop you from success, you know, succeeding or excelling in life. It's discipline because you stick with what God said about you. Listen, if you don't develop the mental fortitude for this, the spiritual understanding of this, success will elude you. There is not a single great person from scripture, or except of course the Lord and, and Savior Jesus Christ. Not a single successful person that maybe some of you even have as role models who have not been at places in their lives where it looked like they, that was the end. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Welcome precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. How many of you have ever watched a traditional movie before where they were trying to invoke certain gods? How many of you have ever watched a movie like that before? Or you've seen it happen in your village somewhere, or a festival somewhere? Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, right then There are all kinds of sounds and dances. Praise the Lord. As they are trying to invoke or arouse the gods. Praise the Lord. A lot of times it is so that they can be. Two major things are what take pleasure in those times. One of them is to create the atmosphere. Create the atmosphere for the Operation manifestation of those kinds of spirits, and the second one is that whoever the vessel is, gets full of that particular spirit or possessed by that particular spirit, and then continue their nonsense. Praise God. Yeah. So, what they do through the invocation and all those things, it creates an atmosphere. Because spirits work in atmospheres. Praise the Lord. They work in atmospheres. There are atmospheres that entertain certain kinds of spirits, and there are atmospheres that do not entertain certain kinds of spirits. Praise the Lord. Yes. In the realm of the spirit, for example, the Bible mentions incense. Incense in the realm of the spirit, because God likes incense. That there's a kind of incense, praise the Lord, not just any kind of incense. Um, because that's on our topic today. I just want to illustrate something, amen. Yeah. So, certain atmospheres allow for the manifestation of certain spirits and their operation, other, other atmospheres also hinder the manifestation operation of certain spirits. Glory you know, to God, hallelujah! So, for example, the Holy Spirit. Is unable to function an atmosphere where there is strife and division, backbiting, anger. He is unable to oppress them because that's not how he preys. On the other hand, there are other spirits who, when that atmosphere is created, they can function then because they are there to destroy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, the acts or the process of what they were doing—invoking, jumping, doing all kinds of things sometimes they're probably even killing animals at the same time all kinds of things just to create the atmosphere for those uh, spirits why because they are trying to exercise spiritual principle they're trying to exercise a spiritual principle to allow a particular atmosphere now psalm 22 go there quickly and look at something are you there psalm 22 verse okay let's start from verse verse one Verse one is a prophetic scripture that jesus repeated yes centuries after to the chief musician <clears throat> upon Agelith shahar a psalm of david my god my god why hast thou forsaken me why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring verse 2 oh my god i cry in the daytime but thou hearest not and in the night season i am not silent verse 3 Says, but thou art holy what is the first word again What's the first word? What's the first word? Did you notice what the scripture said in verse 1? Did you notice it? Then, my God, my God, why are thou forsaken me? Why are thou far from me? But the situation at that time looks like God is far or God has forsaken the person. It speaks of an unpleasant time. Then in verse 2, it says, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime. It speaks of prayer. In the nighttime, I'm also not silent. It speaks of what? Prayer. Yet in the midst of all this, he comes to verse 20 and he says, But thou art holy. And what do you, what does he do? Thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Hallelujah. Praise God. Israel simply here refers to his people. So he says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Are you listening? Yes, sir. He inhabits the praise of his people. We had seen him pray, then we now see him in a moment or a period of praise or worship praise god as we usually put it but look how it says it says thou art holy oh thou that inhabitest the praises of israel now the word praises here is a hebrew word tehillah which means hymns or songs praises adoration Are you getting this yes, sir. and bible says that god inhabits what does it mean to inhabit in other words he is present. Right. He is present in the praises of his people. He is present in the praises of his people. That means that he is manifested in the praises of his people. Glory to God. He says, Thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. He is present manifested in the praise of his people. So when there's a time of praise, a time of worship, there is a manifestation of God's spirit in those moments, and the spiritual principle, because that spiritual atmosphere encourages the operation of the Holy Spirit, encourages the manifestation of God, and that is what the, those in the shrine and traditionalists try to mimic. Praise God by doing all kinds of things to invoke. You see, to invoke those demonic spirits or lesser gods whatsoever, they are all just demons. Praise God. So there's no amount of dancing and Shaking that will make them the Holy Ghost never they are all demons but like I told you those invocations and those things that they, they do allow for a particular kind of atmosphere to be created a polluted atmosphere So that those spirits can operate I get getting it. Yes, and then they can also fill whichever vessel now That is because of the spiritual truth that exists about atmospheres and God being able to inhabit a particular atmosphere when there is adoration and there is worship and there's the lifting up of the hearts to God in a particular place Bible says God inhabits you see what does it mean his presence is manifested in those places and in the manifestation of God's presence comes answers to issues problems the manifestation of God's presence comes light, which drives out darkness everyone I'm saying it's important that we understand this so that we know that every time we are in a place or a period of worshipping the Lord with our hearts open there's going to be a manifestation hallelujah there's going to be what a manifestation glory to Jesus so let's keep that in mind there's something the Lord minister to me today that I will share with us in the coming days praise God hallelujah hallelujah praise God. but briefly before we are done today let's go into some important things to note picking up from last week praise the Lord hallelujah. all right so last week we got to the point where we Notice that words are a number of things. Hallelujah. Words are a number of things. And among those number of things, we want to learn, discover what are these things? What are these things? Are you here? Okay. So the first thing we said was that words are life or death. Amen. Words are life or death. Proverbs 18, verse 21. The Bible says the power of life and death are where? The tongue. And he that loveth it shall eat the food thereof. Praise the Lord. Uh, if, if anybody is authorized to teach us what life is about, it is God. Do you hear what I said? Yes, if anybody is authorized and possesses the power, the authority to teach us about life, it is God. Because he made life. He made us. Hallelujah. So that is why what the word of God reveals to you is not a suggestion. What the word of God reveals to you is not an opinion. What the word of God reveals to you is the truth. And it is the truth that, when you know it, makes you free. Not opinions, not suggestions. So it makes no difference what somebody's opinion is. It makes no difference what somebody's suggestion is. If it does not line up with the word of God, it cannot give you freedom. It cannot put you in a place of advancement or progress. Glory to God. So, what God so reveals to us is what ministers truth to us, life to us, reality to us. Glory to Jesus. So, we learn that words are either life or death. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I told you, tongue, mouth, words, they all go together. Glory to Jesus. And we said that because of this, words save a man. Words save a man. Words deliver a man. Words even heal a man. Romans 10 verse 10 Bible says that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation now when we we mention salvation there it doesn't only mean that which has to do with your eternal abode and Christ coming into your heart salvation there also refers to deliverance from evil or bondage salvation from calamity oppression any kind of thing that is negative hallelujah Praise praise God Proverbs 21, or let's look at Proverbs 12 first, Proverbs 12, okay, are you there? Proverbs 12, let's come down to verse 18, verse 18, are you there? Proverbs 12, verse 18, it says, there is, that speaking like the piercings of a sword, there is, otherwise, there there are people, or there's there's somebody, there is that speaking like the piercings of a sword, their words are like the piercing of a sword of a sword but the tongue of the wise is health the tongue of the wise is health let me read from a different translation that helps us see it clearly speaking recklessly the new n-e-t version says, speaking recklessly is like the thrusts of a sword but the words of the wise bring healing hallelujah speaking recklessly are like the thrusts of a sword so you don't want to be reckless with your language One of the moments a person can get reckless with their language is when they are hurt or angry. In those moments, they don't care what they are saying. They they want to make sure you also feel the pain. Yesterday, I had to be at the wedding of someone who's like a son to me. And on my way there, there was this uh, gentleman with me in the car. And he was playing a particular video. I've I've been on social media for more than half a year, so there's a lot that I've not been. You see, so when I saw this guy in the video, the man was playing. This is a full-grown man, fair man, but I don't know <laughs> his mannerisms. I don't know who he is. And he was in it was like this. Coma would uh, movie except or whatever. And this man is there, and he's insulting. Hey, and the kind of vulgarity, advanced vulgarity and insults coming from this man's mouth and his behavior and i I was getting confused this is a man or a woman (laughs) and he's insulting and i was like wow later they told me that oh some people are saying he's something i don't want to mention whatever it is but this man was raining insults of course it's a movie so he's acting he's acting his part but then is acting the part of somebody who is probably hurt or angry. And that is a moment when people are very reckless with words. When they feel like they are hurt or they are angry or they don't want to again and they want to say or sometimes breakups, yes or fights, business money, uh, business moves gone wrong or two guys who are you know insults and but for women it is, it is it's bad. Men are always better when it comes to that side because for one thing men can fight right now serious give them one hour 30 minutes Charlie by you also and they are back you know women three years <laughs> three years and when they see each other they pass so that's what that one the only god can explain those things praise god it reminds me of a request that somebody made I request somebody made this an interesting story I, I heard. Though it's not real, but then it it's This in it's like a joke, actually. But this is what happened. The person had the opportunity to meet God one day, right? And um, when a person met God, I think God had come down to the USA. And there are certain states that you'd have to go, you know, through a long route to get there. Because certain portions have, you know, uh, water, ocean covering it. So he was like, Lord, it takes me so many, too many, you know, hours to get there. I would like to have a bridge constructed directly from my state to the other state so that when I want to go there, I can simply drive there. And God was like, well, that would take too long. That is quite a big, you know, too much. Ask of anything. And the guy said, okay, I've been in some relationships in the past. And all the women tell me that. I'm insensitive. I'm not caring. I don't understand it, Lord. I, I, want, I want to ask if you can give me an understanding, and a revelation, so that I can understand women. So he's after he said that God was quiet for a while, and then He asked him and said, "The bridge you said you wanted. Do you want double, dual carriage or single carriage? <laughs> because even that request, <laughs> God granted you. Praise God. That's just you know too." <laughs> Highlights how that's people always say that's a woman, yeah. Holy go, praise God. <laughs> All right, but anyway, it's just to buttress the point that the person that speaks recklessly, right, his words are like the pieces of a sword, but the tongue of the wise person brings health. Health is life, health is healing. Are you following? Yes, praise God. So, your words need to be words that come from wisdom words that come from the enlightenment of god's word not according to just how a person is feeling at the moment you see if not you'll be reckless with words it's not every moment you must even speak sometimes when something is very very hot it may be the best to keep quiet at that time and just find some way to somewhere to cool down because your words in those moments can be piercing like a sword glory to god there are people that have said have said things when they were angry that came back to haunt them years after because there are, there are certain words when you say them you can't take them back and in the heat of the moment you are only trying to hit the person but those words may end up staying i get what i'm saying yeah. yes very important proverbs 21. proverbs 21 verse 23 glory to god Amen. all right verse 23 says Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from what? Troubles. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Again, he says that the person that watches his mouth, that keeps his mouth and his tongue, keeps his soul from troubles. Doesn't mean the person should never talk. Not so. It means the person who is careful about their words. The person that chooses their words rightly. They keep their life and their soul from troubles your words can save you or can be the reason why your head is off your neck the bible has revealed it to us did god saying to go and see what you said praise god hallelujah so words are life or death the words we speak the words we 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 we, we utter they play a role in life or death in our lives hallelujah second thing to know is that words are seeds Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Words fill us. Words are like content. Every seed grows. Words fill us. Words are like content. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Let's start from verse 20. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Bible says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them and health unto all their flesh praise god what is life to those that find them? words his words amen his what his words he says for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh other versions say medicine to their bodies so these words are life which remind us of what we we're talking about in the first point that words are life praise god Amen. and they are held toward their flesh we are going to look at verse 24 but let's read 23 he said keep thy heart diligence for out of it are the issues of life now note that he connects from 20 the connection runs through 21 22 20, 23 to 24 and so in 23 he tells you after mentioning how words are like and what words can do and you know keeping words and everything he comes to 23 and says guard your hearts with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life because eventually words settle in the hearts you see and they grow from within what has been established in there in the proverb of the sower jesus said that the sower sows the word do you remember yes, the sower sows the word and then the soil represents the hearts of men I follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So eventually words will settle in your hearts and they will begin to grow. People setting people's character today is because of the words that they heard years ago when they were still young. Are you following? Yeah. So he says, keep the heart of diligence out of it at the issues of life, verse 24, put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Are you following? Yeah. A forward mouth is a distorted mouth, a mouth that speaks contrary to God's guidelines amount that speaks contrary to God's guidelines in the place of calamity what does God want you to utter what are the words God wants you to communicate what are the things God wants you to declare those things that line up with his word Are you seeing this yes, sir. let me show you an example let's turn to Matthew or let's look at Mark's version of that verse Mark 4 Mark chapter 4 verse 35 are you there okay mark 4 verse 35 it says and the same day when the evening was come he said unto them let us pass over onto the other side 36 and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships 33 37 and there arose a great storm of the wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he, sorry, he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish. Thirty nine, and he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Look up at verse forty. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? praise God this was his response to them they woke him up and said master don't you care that we perish because the floods and the 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 waters is about to drown the ship and you are peacefully sleeping so haven't you heard the commotion that you mean that you were so deep in sleep you didn't hear that we were shouting and screaming for our lives you didn't hear about any of that or you probably even heard but you still so they woke him and said don't you care that we perish they didn't say master Please, we are perishing. Don't you care? Because there was enough ruckus to wake anybody who was sleeping up. Because if the boat's water is coming in, that means that the sea is not stable. It is shifting side to side. Whatever luggage is in there is probably flying over Peter's head, and then Matthew is catching it and then putting it down. And in the midst of all this, Jesus doesn't budge. He is still probably, as the boat moves, he goes this way when it comes out it comes out with this so they finally go to him and they i'm, I'm sure they're probably angry they're like master can we tell know that we perish then jesus now woke up and then he spoke to the storm said peace be still then he now turned to them and said why are you so fearful why is it that you don't have any faith ordinarily really. no humanly or a worldly, logical person will ask that question because we all accept that it's a situation in which we should be afraid. True or false? That, ah, you said true. <laughs> that is how the natural man feels like they should respond. Ordinarily, nobody will ask that question and say, why are you so fearful? Ah, but I didn't use the what's happening? But God has a different way of processing things. The master wants us to have the different way of processing things so he says to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith because their communication revealed whether there was faith or not they had already accepted that they were perishing in the place of calamity your words reveal what your end will be so over here all of them who spoke like that god would have called them a forward mouth. Why? Because it's a language or a mouth that is contrary to how God would have them talk. If they said, why don't, don't you care we perish? And Jesus was like, you are fearful, you have no faith. Then that language was a language that is not what God would have, would have said if it was in that situation. What God would have had, you know, had them say is what aligns with his person, his provision, and his word. I hear what I'm saying, speaking according to the circumstance is not necessarily speaking the truth. If it was the truth, it should make you free, but it didn't. It wasn't matters. If it's the truth, it makes free, understand what I'm telling you. There's a difference between facts and truth. If your announcement of the current situation and so on, so was God's truth or was the truth, it should make you free, but it's not. It's a fact. Understand the difference between what facts are according to the observation of our optical eyes and what truth is according to what the scriptures minister to us. I hear what I'm saying. Because Jesus said the truth. you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Are you following me? In John 10, he spoke to the Pharisees and said, I am come that they might have life and have life more abundantly. But those he was talking to, for them to even be able to hear him, they must have been alive. Do you get what I'm saying? So what kind of life is he referring to? Definitely not the physical life that we see. Because this physical life is is temporary. And truth is always eternal. Anything that fades after a time is not the characteristic of truth. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Real truth is spiritual and eternal in, in origin. It is not true today and then the next day is not true. Are you following this there are facts our world is governed a lot of times by facts but God has a higher truth it is because of the truth of God that is why physical disease and sickness are able to be overcome by the truth because forever God will remain a healer I hear what I'm saying and forever darkness will never rule over light. are you getting me so understand what the truth of God's word is and what your facts are. God's truth always override and rule over the facts in our world. Whether they are your personal your personal life or a situation you are facing, God's truth is what you stand by. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Third thing you should know: words are direction. Words are direction. Every man's life will end up going in the direction of his words. You can not be talking, fear, poverty, lack, always, and expect to see a life different from the things you've been consistently and constantly talking about. That will be your experience. James chapter 3, are you there? James 3, let's start reading from verse 2, glory to God, all right, it says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Next week I'll go, or maybe Wednesday, I'll go um a bit broader into this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Verse 3 he says, Behold, now he's beginning to teach us something using nature and using observable things. So pay close attention. Are you following? Yes, yeah. sir. Good. Verse 3 he says, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths. What are bits? Bits are those things that are used to, you know, the, the horse riders who sit on and then pull on. I, they are like those um, chain together with the, the metal rod that is put in the mouth of the you know, of the horse. So he says, We put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. So over here, he's teaching us spiritual principles using physical words, illustrations, using physical analogies. Are you following? Yes, sir. Verse 4. Verse 3, it says, and we turn about their whole body. Verse 4, behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are turned about with a very small helm. Let me use contemporary translation. Okay, the NET. Verse 4, look at ships too, though they are so large and driven by harsh winds. You know how large ships are? How many of you have seen a ship before in person? All right, some of you are yes, the oil pump that you see okay, that's good. And the rest of you have seen it on TV <laughs> or you know in cartoon storybooks. Praise God. Hallelujah. But then that should just give you an idea when you saw it in the movie or the TV, and you saw the human being on the ship, and you saw the ship, it's a human idea, right? If you imagine yourself, you say, Wow, good. So he says, Look at ships too, though they are so large and driven by harsh winds they are steered by a tiny rudder which wherever the pilot's inclination directs this is so powerful he says regardless how large the ship is this ship that harsh winds are not able to turn it or make it capside. he said that that huge ship it is directed by a small rudder and that rudder it turns at wherever the inclination of the pilot wheels. he's telling you something it doesn't matter how great you think you are if you don't take care of this little thing it will direct everything into a mess the direction the ship goes into is is completely unrelated to its size but rather it is connected to that small helm which the pilot directs, and in this case, you are the pilot, and your tongue is that little rudder, that's what the Bible should be teaching us, verse 5, he says, so too the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it has great pretensions, think how small a flame sets a huge forest ablaze, Are you see what I'm telling you, words are directions every man's life will end up going in the direction of their words you can't escape this this is not sociology 101 or philosophy 202 this is the word of god you see and he's telling you something that your life will go in the direction of the words that are you know flowing from your tongue flowing from your mouth find out how god will have you speak don't just assume that it's okay to say certain things. Find out how God will have you speak. You see, when you when you get born and see the Holy Spirit, He guides you. Sometimes on the inside of you, you are saying some things, you are communicating a particular way, then the Holy Spirit is nudging you on the inside. As you are communicating certain words because you're not speaking the way He wants you to speak, then He's nudging you. Yield to that nudging. Listen, sometimes it's not even about um, only profane words or negative words maybe a circumstance Charlie i'm tired tired <laughs> these are not working the moment you said that there should be a kick on your inside yeah just that i believe many of us many people allow their emotions to get stronger and then even if they are feeling it, that's because i know that many times people get that nudge but then in the attempt to justify, say, yeah, 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 things are not working. <laughs> but listen to what Bible, Bible is saying. Your life will go in the direction of your words. I hear what I'm saying. He says, verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiled the whole body and set it on fire the cause of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Verse 7 for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and had been tamed of Mankind, but the tongue can no man tame It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison So he tells you something over here that no man can tame the tongue And that is the reason why when we receive the holy spirit the first place he takes control over He wants to take control over is your tongue The first that he came on the church, in the day of Pentecost, the first place he took control of was their tongue. They began to pray in tongues. Because no man can tame the tongue. The Holy Ghost does that. I have to what I'm saying. The Holy Ghost does that. And the tongue is so powerful that the moment the Holy Ghost seeks to take control over it, and he does, if you give it to him most of the time in your life, your life will only get glorious. I'm telling you. Because he will use those You use that tongue to pray, and use that tongue to prophesy, and use that tongue to declare the future. Before you know it, your life is moving in the direction that God wants your life to go. Why? Because you've handed your tongue over to the Holy Spirit. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. If you want your life to go God's way, let your tongue be directed by the Holy Spirit. Let your tongue be controlled by the Holy Spirit through God's word. amen Amen. through god's word let the right words come forth from your lips let god's word come forth from your lips i hear what i'm saying understand that there is an inseparable connection between man and words between you and your words and what is i'll show us two primary ways that words affect us two primary ways two primary ways that words affect us Praise God. Stand up on your feet. Bible says that the tongue can no man tame. But that is the very reason why the Holy Spirit takes over your tongue and causes it to utter words. Words of life, words of blessing, words of healing, words of strength, mysteries in the spirit. Hallelujah. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting, and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every other podcast platform at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.